Hey, Bestie, if you're enjoying this episode and you're getting anything out of it, I was wondering if you could do me a huge favor. That's only going to take you literally two seconds. Could you go ahead, if you're listening to this on iTunes and Spotify, and just click the star rating? You can leave five, four, three, one, I guess, if you hated this episode. I understand how it goes. And help me reach my goal. I want to reach 200 on iTunes and 100 on Spotify. And I have to tell you, we're not so close as of the time that I'm currently recording this uh, plea for you to help me reach my goal. So if you've gotten anything out of this episode or any of the previous episodes, go ahead, give me a virtual high five, high four, high three, and just go ahead and click those stars on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Back to the show. Yeah, but how do you get anything? Ooh, squirrel. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here, and this episode was actually inspired by a listener question over on IGs. I like to post Q&As over there, so definitely make sure we are friends, Kate underscore Doster. I'll put a link in the show notes. And they wanted to know basically how I dealt with being a CEO and a business owner and entrepreneur with somebody that has ADHD. Now, I will say that I think that a lot of people feel like they have ADHD tendencies, and I'm not here to like diagnose yourself and all that. That's a conversation to have with you and your doctor. But here are some things that just have worked for me. And so if you feel that following the traditional like productivity habit building stuff just hasn't been working that well for you, or it works for like two days and then it doesn't, then this is something just to look at. Um, I will say that if you were assigned female at birth, uh, and you were very much a chatterbox as a child, and you tend to interrupt yourself and others. <clears throat> Looking at Kate over here, could be a sign um, that you might have a little bit of ADHDness in you. It just doesn't manifest, especially when you're younger, the same way that it tends to in people assigned males. So we're going to talk about some random stuff that you might not know was attributed to ADHD as well, but I do want to try to keep this episode short. And actually, I'm going to have a list down below here in the show notes, which I don't typically do, but I think that's going to be easier for everybody. So these are some tools and recommendations that I have. The first one, if I am writing show notes, if I'm going to write an email, if I'm writing course outlines, if I'm anything content-wise, blog post especially, I write it in the Notion app. So it is notion.com. SO and I'll put a link down below here. The reason why I like to do that is especially if I number things, I might find that I want things in different order. And with Notion, it is really easy. You don't have to cut and paste or try to re- like renumber things or any of that. You just pick up your sentence and move it wherever you want. So one of those things sometimes because we have so many thoughts going on in our head, or at least I know I do, I can't get out all of my information in an order that makes logical sense sometimes or even in importance. I'll sometimes do my to-do list in Notion, although I will be honest, I do use my iPad and I'm aware that I'm privileged to have an iPad and an iPad pencil. The reason why is I still like being able to physically handwrite stuff out, especially if I'm super in the weeds with things because on the iPad, I can't lose it, which is great. It's easy because I already have it and it has a little lasso feature. So I can write a to-do list. It's all the things that I want to get done, but then I can use the lasso tool to put them in order if that actually makes sense. So this wasn't something I was going to talk about in my show notes, but the way I order things, I don't necessarily put the hardest things first. 
like they always tell you like eat the frog. I'll try to do something that I feel is going to take me the least amount of time. I'll put one of those first. So that way I get that quick win, that dopamine hit, that adrenaline, which we all need when we got a little bit of ADHD. And then I kind of just go from there. Um, if I have something big like sales page, that's going to rot on my to-do list forever. So I might have something like sales page, but then like underneath it, I'll have like the parts. And this goes for anyone when you're trying to write a sales page. Always start with the frequently asked questions and the deliverables first. Never start with the top. The top is always the hardest part to write. So that's just some bonus, bonus tips in there when it comes to it. So Notion app, because it is so easy to restructure your content and everything's not like a waste, if you will. So, oh man, like, I don't know. You wouldn't think that not having to cut and paste is such a big deal, but I'm telling you, write your docs in Notion app. It is the best. The other thing that has worked for me, and this is if you take nothing else from this, you can technically skip the Notion app if you want to. Having people days. This is the biggest game changer in my business. And I'm by no means, am I imperfect? Do I miss deadlines? Yes, it happens. Do I still have that adrenaline rush or waiting to last minute? Mm, yes, but people days are so utterly important. So what are people days? People days are the only two days a week that you are going to schedule meetings, interviews, coaching calls, summit stuff, any type of doctor's appointments, anything that has to deal with showing up with another person at a set time is going to be on your people days. I prefer Wednesday and Thursday. I used to do Wednesday and Friday, but I found a lot of people wouldn't necessarily hang with me on Fridays. And you do have to be assertive when you have people days. The reason why people days are going to be such a game changer for those of us with ADHD, not only do we have something called time blindness, which means we're really bad at guessing how long a task is going to take, but we can get into this ADHD paralysis because we've been known to being either so late or because we can get hyper fixated on things that will honestly go into idle mode. So like the worst thing for my productivity is having a meeting at one or 2 PM because I will not want to get started because I will miss meeting. I literally did it once with Abby on my team. Like, and she's like, are we meeting right now? I'm like, oh shit. Because I tried to actually work on a bigger project that I was working on and I completely blew it off. And so I won't do anything. Um, so if you've ever said to yourself, oh, I have just enough time to do nothing, it's definitely something to look at. Now, I know all my introverts are like, oh my God, is that so many people? Obviously on your people day, you can put a half hour to an hour between. If you are being interviewed by somebody else, say for their summit, their podcast, you're doing their guest speaking, um, even like a doctor's office, I know that when you have ADHD, you can be a little bit more sensitive to rejection, but you have to put on your firm adult boss CEO pants and just be like, oh, literally, oh, I actually can't do that day. What do you have on Wednesdays? And then you can even give them a time range for the doctor's office. I actually can't do that on Monday, but do you have anything on Wednesday, say from about 10 to one o'clock? And then usually people are going to say yes. Same thing with the podcast host. Maybe they give you an Acudia or Calendly and their people day is not your people day. There is nothing wrong I'd much rather you email them back and be like, hey, so I really am excited to help your audience with blank, blank, and blank. However, I can actually only do interviews on Wednesday from this time to this time, and again, give them a range. And if your other day say Thursday, this time to this time. Do either of those work for you because they're not available in your calendar? And see what they say. The worst they can say is no. But I'm telling you, people days are gonna be the biggest game changer, and I could end this episode right now. But that's just it. Um, a next thing that has, again, helped me is mini batching. So you know how I do what not to send or what to send your list every month. 
Uh, and I was like, well, you're just sending four emails. Sometimes that can be a bit much where it really is a lot. It's really like, oh, sit down and plan all of your social media content or like all of this for like a month. I'm just like, uh, no. Cause like, what if something new happens? What if I get an idea? What if I have inspiration? Right. But mini batching works for me. I can sit down and record two podcast episodes back to back. Okay. And then that still gets me. So next week I don't have to do it. If I'm feeling super inspired with another episode, then I can keep going, but it takes off that pressure. So I would say when you're doing your newsletters in particular, if this is something that you struggle with, when you sit down to write one, write a second one. Okay. And if you can do it in your email service provider, even better, because then you can schedule it out to go out the next week and you don't have to worry about it. And it still leaves you room for inspiration because all you have to do is just change that send date to something else. Um, put it on draft. And then look, now you have a whole backlog of things that you can send. So very, very great. I love mini batching. Again, don't try to like a mega batch like the normies do. It's just not, it's not gonna work. It's gonna overwhelm us and it, it will happen once and then never again. The next thing to try, and I don't do this super often, but every time I do, I realize I'm productive. So it's one of those definitely need to do it again. But again, because I hate, you know, making appointments with people and getting time paralysis, I don't do it as much, but that is co-working sessions. So every other week in Love Your List, we have a co-working session I've been trying to pop in. This phenomenon of co-working session is also called body doubling. Basically, if you have somebody else on Zoom with you, the sound's off, you're gonna actually stay focused on a task and you're gonna get more done. So try some body doubling. Maybe it's just having somebody in your house sit with you. Maybe they're reading a book and you're like, I'm gonna work on my sales page. Co-working sessions are where it's at. If you're a listy and you're listening to this episode, you can 100% be like, hey guys, I'm gonna need to do a co-working session and about, uh, you know, in 30 minutes from blank to blank, here's my Zoom link, come and hang out with me. I have no problem if you're starting your own co-working sessions. I think that that's absolutely fantastic. And sometimes I'll do that too, where I'll just randomly pop in to listings and be like, I need a co-working session, just can't get the juices flowing today, and then have one. So you could do that. Um, if you wanted to, you could you know, do an Instagram live. That's essentially a co-working session. I think that's something that I might start doing as well. Just randomly pop it in. I don't have to have a topic. I don't have to have anything. It's just like, come work with us. We're going to sit and go. Um, I do like being able to be muted. So I don't know if you can do that on IG lives, but it's definitely something to try co-working sessions, AKA body doubling. It works really, really well. It'll keep you on track. It'll keep you focused and yeah, they work way better than you think they would. Would you rather crawl across glass naked or have to stand in line at the DMV with Taco Bell tummy? You know what I'm talking about. Then actually have to write an email to your list. I mean, you don't want to come off too salesy and what if you're boring and you don't want to add to all of the noise. And somehow every single week, besides the cold sweat, you bust out with being finger tied, you know, instead of tongue tied because you're actually typing. Don't you just wish that you could just magically snap your fingers and almost have somebody else write your emails for you? Well, that's exactly what you're going to get when you invest in the email marketing fairy. The email marketing fairy template set is over 50 grab and go newsletters, welcome series, and even an 11 part sales funnel that you can use as an amazing jumping off point to actually write emails that connect with your audience, get replies, and most importantly, get those buy buttons hit. And all you need to do to get your hands on this along with almost a hundred dollars worth of free bonuses is by heading on over to the email marketing fairy.com. That's right. Head on over to the email marketing fairy.com and you will never have to awkwardly tell your list. Hey, I know it's been a while ever again. Again, nothing I'm going to tell you here is too like 
Ooh, out of the ordinary, like super fancy. Again, a tool that I like, a notion, having people days so that way you don't have to be in that stupid paralysis circle, which I'll link to a, an IG story if you want to see that to a real mini batching. So just double up. So I'm asking you double up, double up if you can. Co-working sessions slash body doubling. It's the best. Um, the next two that I have for you, and that's it, because I want to keep this really super simple. Yes, having a project management system that works for you is super awesome as well. I found ClickUp had too many bells and whistles. We went on Trello for a while. I'm not quite a fan of how it's handling teams. So Asana might be something that we're you know looking at as well. But I don't want you spending a million years setting up a project management system and then never using it. So always err on something that is simple and something that doesn't overwhelm your brain. And that goes for everybody. Okay. Now, these last couple of ones. One, set a timer. Again, I do not do this all of the time. I have a Google Chrome app that's literally just called Timer. And the reason why I like it is because it counts down minutes and not seconds. Because if I see the seconds, then I'll get like too overstimulated and like too nervous. I'm like, ah! But if I just see it going from like, you know, 15 minutes to 14 minutes, it's going to keep me on track. Because again, sometimes it can take me so long to get things done or I just don't realize how long it takes. So I try to give myself those parameters. How have I been known to set a timer for 15 minutes to say be in the inbox and then I have to set it again for another 15 minutes? Yes, but I have found that especially if I've been in like a lull, that that 100% helps. Cause like I can handle, I can handle 10 minutes. It'll work, it'll work. So timers. And then the very last one, and sometimes this can cause a little bit more stress than you would think, but it is 100% worth it. It is when you are able to, hire a finisher. So what do I mean? Because we actually got requested for an episode about finding VAs and being, you know, more of a boss and all that sort of stuff. So a finisher, one of these things, I love having started stuff, but I hate the follow-up process, right? So like I'll send an email to somebody in my inbox, but then they send an email back to me, like me replying back to them. It just like, I don't know. I hate back and forth, right? I hate people management in that particular device, right? Uh, proofreading, not for me. I don't like going back and rereading my stuff. The podcast episodes, I will record these all day long, but I have to be honest with you, having to edit them, not so bad, but having to write the show notes and create the social media graphics and then post the social media graphics and all that, just like, I can't, right? And that's one of the reasons why these haven't been out because I haven't had a finisher to do that task. So I would actually have you just be an observer of yourself. Don't judge yourself. Find out to what point in any given task that you tend to lose steam and then see if you can hire somebody to be able to help be a finisher in that aspect. And there can be a lot of things. You're like, Kate, like you just mentioned a whole bunch of stuff. You mentioned like a podcast editor or in a general VA and a customer support person and in all this, it's going to take some time. So I want you to look at the thing that you really hate doing the most or the thing that you think is holding back your business the most. So like I, the inbox, right? For example, I was in there forever. It was like the last thing that Abby pried out of my cold dead hands. And now I absolutely love her in there. I didn't realize how much time it was taking. Again, someone would email me, I would email them back and then they'd email me again. And I'd like never read their other email. It's just, I don't know. It's just the way that it is. So hire a finisher to help sort of plug up the gaps. There's nothing saying that you have to hire somebody forever and ever Amen, right? Like there's nothing that you can always look into something that say is more of a VIP day. A lot of service providers will offer those. So maybe it's something like you've recorded like four or five podcast episodes and you just want them to edit them and then create show notes. Can they actually do all of that in a VIP day? I don't honestly know, but 
it is definitely something to try because I know the hiring process itself is just so unbelievably overwhelming. And you're like, can I hire somebody to hire somebody? Because when we're so overwhelmed, like we get paralysis and we don't do things. So I would say, ask your friends. You can ask me for referrals. Be like, hey, I need somebody that, you know, does show notes and edits podcasts. Like, who do you know who does this? Or how do you know that can help me with that? Or look on something like you might think that this is an arduous process. You're like, oh, I've got to like go through all these things and like create an application and go through these rounds of testing and then I'm responsible for them forever. Go to Upwork, right? I think that's what its name is now. Or like freelancer, go to one of those websites. They already have people there. They're just looking for one-off projects and hire someone to do that one-off project because then you do not have to worry about now I'm always going to have to support them, okay? I'm telling you can be a game changer. Now, where there's some pressure is sometimes I do not record podcast episodes fast enough to be able to get it to somebody to edit stuff, <clears throat> maybe this episode, because I've had to do lots of other things and we were coming back from COVID and all of that. So there can be a little bit of added pressure there where you can feel like the bottleneck in your business, which is why I say start off probably with those one-off people, again, from Upwork, from freelance, all of those types of things. Um, or if you are going to go with a professional, again, a VIP day, if you're going to ask a friend, just be clear with them, be like, let them know, just be honest with them. It's like, okay, I have all this stuff you're ready now. I don't know when I'd be able to have the next batch. So I'd probably be a one-off project. I'm not quite sure if that's something that you do, or if you have somebody that you would recommend to be able to do it. So to recap, even though I am going to have you know, the show notes down below here. I like using notion.os to be able to write out all of my content courses, podcast episodes. It just makes it so easy to rearrange things and it just works really, really well. Having people days is super, super important because for me, there is nothing worse than an appointment at one or 2 p.m. Ugh, three is, three is kind of pushing it, but definitely between one and two, I am getting nothing done. <laughs> nothing done, it's not happening. Also, try mini batching, it works really, really well realize with your to-do list, because now I snuck this in with Notion, realize with your to-do list, dump everything out and then reorder it. So I'm going to call it reorder your to-do list with a priority. Do not start with the hardest thing. Start with what you think you can get done the fastest. And I know our timeline is kind of mm, helps us out there. Try, give a co-working session or some body doubling a try. Again, maybe you just go on your IG lives and you're like, hey everybody, let's go and get a task done that we've all been putting off. So you guys can go fold your laundry. I'm gonna write a blog post in case if you're more of a consumer faced people, or you can just have a laundry folding party with your community. They might actually really like it. Then set timers if you need to. Again, I do not do this with every single task, but when I realize that I feel like for a couple of days in a row, like time just got away from me and nothing is getting done, I'll set a timer for myself. The other thing that goes in with that timer is you have to be very firm that you're not gonna redo your work. I re-record podcast episodes and lessons way more than I should, and it is something that I am actively always trying to catch myself and get over. So don't redo stuff. We are gonna have a podcast episode on being a recovering perfectionist and being able to put out quality work and have that not suffer, but still actually put out work. She's not missing things like I did last week with her upload. And of course, if you can hire that finisher. So that is it for me this week. Again, it was more of like a besties chat. I'm sure that you can do sort of more Googling on being like a neurodivergent ADHD, you know, entrepreneur, all of that sort of spectrum to get some additional tips. Again, some things you might not have realized um, are related to that. I'm going to end with this one note. If you eat like the same meal over and over and over again, and then you absolutely end up hating it, that's also one of the characteristics. I'm looking at your protein yogurt. Uh, just interesting stuff. So again, 
Try things out. See if they fit the mold. Do not be so hard on yourself if the way that everyone's telling you you need to do things does not work for you. Look for people that closely mirror you and go with it. And I'll see y'all next week. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.